cool. Yep. Anyway. Um, what were we talking about just for that? Hebrew. Intro. Oh, you were going to busk it. What were we talking about? Hebrew. What? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of it. Um, oh, this again. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, this again. <laughs> just all, all they heard, not that there is a they, was, oh, this again. Like, <laughs> someone's here. Get them. So I'm, I was thinking, yeah, it's on the lines of... Um, <laughs> Um, so basically, what I was thinking was, and I then can't he, believe you've done the this. handle fell off. Um, <laughs> the front fell off. Hello, folks, and welcome to another episode of Hey Brew, the podcast about the kind of stories you tell in the pub. Each week, one of us brings a beer and a somewhat, slightly, often a bit related story. My name is Elliot. My name is Mike. And that is the new intro thingy again that we um, had to listen to the last episode to remind ourselves how it went yep um so people can stop coming up to us in the street and being like don't like beer but do want to listen to your podcast because that happens to me all the time yes always stopped in the streets really kneecapping ourselves with our own marketing yep fantastic reminds me i need to change the website you don't worry about anyway. it anyway it's only my mum and you and i that go on it oh, i'm sure there's more I, I, I hope so yeah i mean no offense mum. i just hope there's more yeah. Um, someone did tell me this week that they mentioned the podcast to one of their friends and then they said like, oh, they might listen to it. And I was like, tell me that person's name. And at some point I will just in complete silence, just say their name and then carry on as if nothing had happened. It, like on a recording or just in general? <laughs> just <laughs> in, into the void. Yeah. Just, just cooking and just like, Brad. Mary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brad. Fran. Um, yeah, that's the one. But yeah, it's just like, it just would be great if I just midway through james conversation and just and they were like no because they're quite an anxious person and that wouldn't make them very right. happy and i was like uh yeah fair enough or, or um <laughs> they're schizophrenic and it's just like it's happening <laughs> or just steve put that down no i don't care where you got it put it back <laughs> someone called steve is jacking it and very yeah. confused <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> that is my dream is to one day have one of our episodes make someone shit themselves in terror oh, i thought you were gonna say jacket i no, was just like jesus no, man that no. we were in the wrong game no yeah this this we got the wrong website for the podcast we can just start doing some really heavy breathing during uh no i'm gonna cut that all out <laughs> anyway uh mike yes what's going on you having good beers lately? um have i uh have i have i I don't know. I've just been working my way through the uh, the Moondog Run the Jewels collab. I need to buy some before I sell it out because it is yeah, good. Yeah, I ordered a, a 12 of it because I was scared of the same thing. Did you buy the t-shirt? I did. I was going to, I literally had the shopping cart with two four packs and the t-shirt the other day mm. and I was like, I better check my cousin bought these because it will be embarrassing when we turn up to the pub in the same shirt one day. Yep, I've done that once. I turned up to a party when me and another guy were wearing the exact same shirt for a uh, YouTube channel about cars um what shirt was this uh it, you know, like, media yeah but like the black one just like the white text on it super like basic yeah. shirt from them but we both just showed up wearing the same shirt and it was very funny it would have been much worse if it'd been one of their really gaudy ones that says like boost creeps yeah or like more power baby buff horses yeah, yeah. Um, and then you'd have been like what the hell is with this cult yeah i don't understand but no so i didn't like say more power baby at such a low tone i felt like i had to scream it but i had to keep it low for the mics yeah also my neighbors Nah, more than more than microphones. I don't want to damage them. Anyway, yeah, good. Um, no, yeah, I've, I've just been going through those because yeah, it's the beer that I have the most of at the moment, and it's also like quite nice. It's and very very drinkable. Yes, but it's it's flavorful. Yes, it's yes. not. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. Um, so now I've basically just been having that. 
Um, had some more of the Deeds Sawtooth Pineapple Sour recently. Yeah, that's nice. Which I've had Wait, before. I don't it's think I've nice. had that. Maybe I have. Yeah. It's, you know, pineapple's naturally kind of acidic and bitter. Mm. Um, so it makes a good Love sour. pineapple, man. Yeah. So good. It's good as. Might be one of the best fruits. Mm. I've been thinking about this a lot recently. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Mm. Um, but that's kind of it, honestly, since since uh, since last time. Yeah, fair yeah. play. Fair play. Um, I don't... I don't really have a story of great beers that I've been drinking, although I've been, you know, had some nice beers and stuff. Um, I have a tale of um, some uh, Fafferage, which I am, of course, a master of. Yes. Um, for those that don't know, um, after university, I decided to go and pursue a PhD in faffing the fuck about. Ah. And um, I passed with flying fucking carpets. But <laughs> that's a that's a Trader Pop Boys reference. Anyway. Yeah, cool. So the beer that we have in front of us that we'll get onto in a minute. Mm. I have seen in a lot of places and I was like, hey, it's everywhere. I can get to pick it up. No worries. And this is what I always do. I write an episode and they're like, don't forget to pick the beer up on the way. And then yep. today I went out at lunchtime to go to the shop where I know sells loads of this beer. And I was uh-huh. like, they're like, oh, we haven't had that in a couple of days. And I was like, eh? Awkward. So I was like, oh, I'll just jump on Dan Murphy's. And it's like, oh, no, sold out. I'm like everywhere, like everywhere. Like, oh shit. And at this point, my bum's doing the, the like winking at me thing, like in rapid succession oh because I'm God. terrified. Cut that. Um, <laughs> no. And um, and then, yeah, I was like, oh, well, I better just start calling around to every fucking brew store. Oh, and I called brew stores I've never even heard of before in parts of Melbourne I've never heard of. And then I got onto one called The Wine Corner who seemed very nice and very helpful. And they were like, we don't have it. But I tell you what, if you call... And I want to call these guys out because it was awesome. If you call District Beer, District Bottle Shop, Bottle Store, okay, District Bottle Store in Pasco Vale, they'll have it. And I was like, Pasco Vale, I haven't even been to Pasco Vale. Well, so how could they be that that sure about it? Don't know. But they, were, they were pretty certain. <laughs> yeah, I was like, where's Pasco Vale? I've got to work it out. It's like, okay, it's like to the east of here, west of here. I can kind of yeah, it's a bit of a round trip or whatever. Mm-hmm. I called them up and they were like, oh, we have loads of it. I was like, can you put a couple aside? And they're like, we don't even need to, but we will. We have loads yeah, of it. Yeah. I went up there. It is a really nice, beautiful bottle shop. Okay. Beautiful. With like mm. a really nice bar area inside. Lots of dark wood. Really, really great beer selection. Mm-hmm. And these were really cheap. Like half the price of places I've seen elsewhere. Wow. Absolutely stunning. So if I may, I'd like to give a big shout out to uh, the Wine Corner and District Bottle Store in Pasco Vale for sorting me out today because I was shitting my pants. <laughs> but the worst bit about it is this. Earlier on today, I looked up where the brewery for this beer is. Yes. So I've just been away in the weekend uh, in the country. Oh, no. Camping. Three and a half hours from Melbourne. Yep. The pub that I had lunch in yesterday was the fucking brewery. And You're I didn't kidding. know. You didn't even realize? Because it's not called brewery. It's called commercial hotel in a town called Ye up in near Mansfield. By the right. way, it's spelt Y-E-A. Apparently it's pronounced Ye, but we've gone through Ye, 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 and Ye, yeah. Uh, but apparently it's Ye. Um, yeah, I've been there twice in the last month, mm. and I didn't know it was the brewery. Well, <laughs> that's... Thank you for listening to my postdoc thesis. Do you have any questions? Um, just one. Um, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh. Well, no, that 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 I feel is implied at this point. Um, so you were having lunch in the pub. Mm-hmm. You had a beer with lunch. I did. 
Yeah. Did you notice the taps all seem to be... They had three of this brand beer on. Yeah. And then they had another one. And I'd yeah. had all the other ones before. So I was like, well, I'll get... I'd had this brand before, but mm. I d- didn't have this other one. So I was like, I tried yeah. it. And I just didn't consider that it was the brewery. I just thought maybe they just had a good contract with well, these they, people. They might have also just, you know, been able to sell you a couple of cans. I didn't know I was doing this episode until... I was inspired uh, by it yes, and I left and was yes, like, oh, I'm okay. going to get hold of that um, other ale they do and do the episode on that. All right. That that makes a little more sense. But it's still stupid. It's still very funny. <laughs> I feel like a dumbass. It's very you. I, I feel like enough of a dumbass that I told the people in the bottle shops today so they could laugh at me because I felt... And did they? They did. You're good. Good. <laughs> and you still shouted them out. <laughs> oh, every bottle shop I called. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Get this. This asshole. Yeah. Me. <laughs> was in the brewery. Yeah. Forgot about it. Didn't even realize it was a brewery. Yeah. Like, honest to God. Yeah. Well, it's like that time I went, um, I went to, um, I went to a church just to confess and it turned out to be St. Peter's Basilica and I was talking to the Pope and didn't even know the whole time. No. No, of course not. That room <laughs> Mike looked horrified then. <laughs> You've never spoke to a Pope. How did you enter the Vatican? <laughs> without burning yeah pretty much um i've been to the vatican it's interesting hmm. it's beautiful yeah all the catholics ruin it yeah <laughs> anyway yeah, shall that, we get on to the better do it for me uh yes let's have a beer so today we are drinking yes. i was gonna do it on the table I'm Don't do it. it's venom ddh golden ale which is double dry hop it is indeed yes uh, you beat me to my to my quiz question mm. um we've don't think we've done a golden ale on here before. Actually, do you know what? I think Captain Sensible is a golden ale, but it might be an amber. Captain Sensible session. All I remember is the word session about it. Mm. That's because we're on the sesh. Yes. We're always on the sesh. Yeah. I feel like it, knowing it's Captain Sensible's bolter, it's probably more likely to just be a pale ale. No, that's what I thought, right. but I think it's an amber or a golden. I forget okay. which, but I think it might be an okay. amber, but I think we've never done a golden ale before. No. And this is a double dry hop golden ale. Um, mm. I've had this before. It is pretty good, I've got to say. Um, mm. Have you had it? No. I don't think I've actually had anything from Venom. I would uh, beg to differ there because we used to get a fuckload of it for Friday night drinks. I... We used to have the golden ale, the pale ale, and the refreshing ale. I don't know if that was during my time. I, like, I feel like I would remember Ooh. a can with a giant fucking snake on it. It's also taken me years of drinking it to realize that the snake is excreting beer from its fangs. Yeah, which is rad as all Pretty hell. Pretty cool, eh? Yeah, and I've, I've, seen them, wicked logo, I've seen them fair. in plenty of bottle shops. I've just yeah. never actually tried them. Well, for, up until very recently, they only had those the pale, the golden, the refreshing ale. And which one is the blue can? Refreshing. That, that one I've seen. Yeah. Um, they're all nice. They're mm. all, I, think, I think they're all just good beers. Pretty good. Yeah. 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 Um, but they just put this out recently mm-hmm. and then I've just seen they've got another one out at the moment which I think is a collaboration which is a mm. sour and I nearly bought some of that with me as mm. well just because but I thought I've got a lot of beer I don't need to buy any more just yet. Fair. Um, shall we duck into it? Yes please. Nice. Ooh, Synchronicity. Synchronized can opening for the lads. Is golden. That mm, is ale. <laughs> sure looks it. And this has been double dry hopped. God, it's a good name, isn't it? It's indicative. It's, you cannot tell that. That's um. Look, I've had a long weekend. It's fair enough. Pouring a beer sometimes not that easy. Yeah. 
I don't want to set up such judgment. It's fine. Yeah. I just had to let a bit of the head settle. It's fine. It's fine. Poor I don't mind being a dick about it, to be yeah, honest. It, now, look, they look about the same. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. Um, mm, I like this. Got a little left in the can. I always like that. Yeah. Mm. You, you get a little little, uh, little extra later. Cheers. Oh, this, oh, this head looks like a, a duff. I'm really happy yeah, with this. Yeah, it does a bit. <laughs> duff man. Mm. That is a tasty burger. That is quite... Hang on. That is a very like on point hop smell. Mm. And I've been in a brewery and walked into the room where they're literally storing hop plants. Yeah. Not not the pellets or anything, but actual plants. And it is reminiscent of that. Yeah. It's 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 a really good like hoppy scent. Yeah. Um and it's a bit hazy and because it's a gold nail, it's not massively hop forward. It's nice light a bit lighter and nice and malty. And and hop hop forward, uh meaning that the hops are just oh, the majority flavour. Yeah. Um, but this is obviously a little bit more so than usual gold nail, I would say, um, because it's the DDH. Double dry hop, by the way, folks, just means that when it's in the fermenter and it's when it's doing all their alcohol creation for all intents and purposes, they put hops in at that point so that it gives it more floral flavor scents and stuff like that, and you get more mm. hop scents mm. um, rather than the bitterness that if you put it early on in. I'm not going to go too much into beer making, but that's what it means. Just introducing hops at a different time mm-hmm. does different things. Yeah, 100%. In the yeah. same way that... You, just with any other cooking if you put chili in early you get you know a nice like rounded like spice through mm-hmm. if you put chili in late you taste a lot more like the fruitiness of chilies and stuff sure okay um mike any what do you think first of all i guess um yeah it's been a while since i've had a golden ale so i'm like trying to think of what to try to compare it to if that makes sense yeah fair enough comparisons as they say are odious so mm. um PG yeah. Woodhouse reference. You don't get many of them to the dollar. I wouldn't know them. Um, no, a lot of what I've been drinking at the moment is like IPA is very hoppy sort of flavors, uh, a lot more bitter than this. So mm-hmm. this almost feels lighter, more just as a result of where my palate is at the moment. Yep. Um, it's very pleasant. Mm, that's what I think. I think it's, it's a really nice drinking beer and, yeah. it, and it's what? 4.8%. So it's yeah. nothing yeah, yeah, blowing yeah, yeah. my head off. Big yeah. can at four point eight percent as well. I can get get down with that. Yes, I, th- I think as we've kind of spoken about a bit more recently, um, having just like a few pretty good beers on hand for mm. just drinking. Yep. As opposed to like what I've been doing a lot, which is oh, this sounds mad. I'm, I'm gonna get a, that. I'm gonna get a couple. Yeah. Or or I'm in Carwin and they're like, oh, we've got this Danish brewery. We for some reason have six of their beers in at the moment, and one of them is twenty dollars a can. Yep. That kind of shit. Um, but I, I'm feeling myself more recently wanting to swing back towards, I'm going to go grab like a six or a 12 of something. I know that it's just like reliable, you know, I just, just had, I'm going to verbally describe a meme because it's what the point I'm at in my life. Mm. I just had an image of like that meme where it's like, uh, a six pack of solid IPAs. I sleep weird Danish beer. That's $20 a can real shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty like, much. Yeah. But, but, um, yeah, I'm wanting to sort of like try to juggle both of those. And I feel like mm. this or something like this would fit in nicely with that. Like it does have a bit of that, that hop bite almost. Yeah, but it's not, it's not challenging. It's just it's just yeah. very pleasurable. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it doesn't, it's, it's like going out for dinner. You don't have to go out for the hottest curry and stuff. You know, you, mm. can, you can just have something you enjoy. Yeah, yeah. Which um, weirdly at the moment for me is that run the jewels beer because it's, I just have a bunch of it. Yeah, it's totally <laughs> fair. Um, I think um, you mentioned um, 
sessionable beers and stuff like that. Mm. And I think I think I will miss the fact that I still can't get my hands on any more Founders All Day IPA. Love that shit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like having drinking beer in. Yeah. Um, we've been doing a few of those kind of beers. Next, my next episode, I'll bring something fucking bananas in. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it'll be it'll be called fucking bananas or something. I don't know. It won't be. Um, I, was, I was trying to think. Yeah, like some sort of banana pastry stout. That would probably be what that is. Well, you can have a wheat beer with it's got banana. Yeah, esters. yeah, that's very true. Uh, anyway, do you like it? I do. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I don't. It, I think I think the cans were a little colder when I got them out of the fridge, and then we faffed a bit. And I think I don't know. It just yeah. warmed up quickly, but it's okay. It's a yeah. little flat. A little. Yeah. yeah. Um, how was it on tap? I've never had it on tap. I've only ever seen it on cans. Well, I mean, when you're at the brewery that you... Oh, didn't... no, no. I had another brewery's stuff there. Because ah, I didn't... Because I didn't realize. realize. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll tell you what I did have very quickly. It just reminded me. When I was in Mansfield, I had um, a brewery called... Terrible name. Social Bandit. I think I've seen that. It's... I've um, never seen or it outside Maybe of I'm but... thinking of something else. Social something or other. Hmm. Anyway. Couldn't say. Um, but their IPA I had... Hmm which was called like belligerent IPA or something. Mm-hmm. Very bitter, very bitter and very mm. malty, like very traditional English style maltiness, but then like super bitter with the hops. Right. It's pretty unusual. Like it was a big bitterness hit rather than like IPAs we're used to, which is a lot more like, yeah. you know, floral and grassy and stuff like this, yeah. especially in Australia. Yeah. Like very piney sort of yeah. still having the bitterness, but not. That not being the majority, yeah. yeah. It was it was interesting, but it first that first mouthful, I was just like, oof, like blown away by it. It was yeah. six and a half, seven percent or something. It's quite did nice. You, did but... you get any indication of the IBUs on it? No, I didn't. To be honest, I don't, I don't think it was that kind of brewery. The, and the people in, that were the working there just seemed to be international bitterness unit. <laughs> yeah, although I think the people <laughs> so that were working good. there that day were just working there. They right. didn't seem to be too fussed. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. But yeah. That's yeah. That's Venom DDH Golden Ale. Yeah. Go out and get cans today yeah, from it's pretty good. From District Bottle Store, Pasco Vale. Yeah, we're not paid for that, by the way. No. <laughs> Elliot just went there earlier. And, and, and um, the people were really nice. I will say the head has like completely dissipated. Disappeared. Like, yep. I don't, yeah, there's not a lot of carbonation in that can, potentially. Um, I wonder if that's just a canning issue or if that's intentional. I don't know. Yeah, not sure. That's what I was asking about, what it's like out of a tap. I haven't even had it on tap. No. We'd have to go all the way back out there. No, I, I think they only had the other three. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm. Well. One way to find out, Mike. Is get more. To the car. Or that. Okay. All right. So, let's uh, dive into the topic. Should I say, take a big bite of the topic? Oh, no. And no, I shouldn't say that. Because it's a rubbish segue. Um, Well, you've said it now. mm. We're living with it. Sit in what you've done. Oh. Oh. What? That's a horrible thing to say. I mean, leave it in, but it's just disgusting. <laughs> um, Mike, we live in a dangerous world. Yes. Especially here in Australia. Uh, yes. Where is this going? If it lives here, it is actively trying to kill you. Whether it's animals such as sharks in the waters, emus on the road, plants such as the strychnine tree. The what? Fires, riptides, locals the weather when it's hot or or hailing. But today I'm going to be talking about our animal friends which will try to do you in using their natural evolutionary given gifts. Giant dicks. Yes. (laughs) Um, Today we're going to be talking about venom. 
I should have I should have guessed. Yes, and it's also one of the few times it's not just a completely unrelated topic. Which yeah. is this one's pretty fucking on the nose. Yeah. Well, not so much on the nose, but on the uh, mouth. Yes. Um, like a kiss on the mouth, Mike. So, <laughs> first, I want to talk to you about the difference between uh, poisonous and venomous. All right. So, um, a secretion produced in a specialized gland in one animal and delivered to a target animal through the infliction of a wound, regardless of how tiny it could be, which contains a molecule that disrupts normal physiological or biochemical processes so as to facilitate feeding or defense by the producing animal is venomous. So if I make a substance and I put it in you to make you fucked up so I can eat you, it's venomous. Okay, I appreciate that second uh, layman's explanation because I've had a very exhausting weekend and my brain couldn't keep up with the first explanation. (laughs) Totally fair, but it had fun words in it like secretion and Mm. molecules. Yeah. Um, So venomous creatures will bite, sting, pierce, or whatever you to inject their venom into your body that way. Whereas poisonous creatures secrete their poison, their venom, and you ingest it. Right. So if it's poisonous, it's already got the thing in it and you eat it. If it's venomous, it tries to put it, it in you. Put, yeah, so there's there's a level of agency in there yeah. that is essentially the difference. Yeah. So poison is, poison is consumed, venom is injected. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So they're both toxins. Yes. But we'll be differentiating them on that line. Okay. Um, what's that line? Um, there was a great Tumblr post. It's like, if you bite it and you die, it's poisonous. If it bites you and you die, it's venomous. And then someone said, well, what if you bite yourself and you die? And then someone said, well, you're venomous. Pay attention. And then they said, <laughs> what, if, what, if, uh, what, if, what if it bites you and you don't die? And they said, that's just kinky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess so. Yeah. In a way. Um, I wasn't ready for that with the with the context we're operating in. Mm. Um, so, example: a snake bite is venomous, but if you eat a snake, you've been poisoned. So that's actually then right. confusing. Yeah. Um, well, as long well, as you well, eat the, vo- the venom sack. Yeah, I was going to say you'd yeah. have to eat a pretty specific part of the snake. Yeah. Yeah. The face. Yeah. Um, so, funnily enough, actually, a large percentage of the most venomous animals in the world live in Australia. Fucking great. Although, interestingly, Australia only has 66 venomous species, whereas Mexico has 80, Brazil has 79. Australia has the most, ones with the most deadly venom. The box jellyfish, marbled cone snail, blue ring octopus, and the stonefish are all in the top 10 most venomous animals on the planet and all live in Australia. So 40% of the top 10 live in Australia. Yeah, but how many of those are ocean dwelling? Uh, All of them. Yeah. So we're not supposed to be in there. Well, no. We're not supposed to be in Australia. Well, we're not supposed to be in the ocean. We're not built for that. No. That's their home. Uh, well, how about this then? 20 of the 25 most venomous snakes in the world, including all of the top 11, are in Australia. Why did I move here? And the world's most venomous snake, the inland taipan, is only found in Australia. Um, you said the, the most venomous. Yes. Why have I not heard the name inland taipan before? It's WA, man. You're fine. Oh, all right. It's, it's, how far, it's how far ba- inland is it from that coast? Basically another continent away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess it could be anything from like a foot. <laughs> it's on the beach it's or it's in New South Wales. It's just it's, like it's all inland flipping from, the bird at the tide. It's all inland from Perth, eventually. <laughs> how do you think a snake flips the bird? It's like his tongue because it's forked. Yes. Nice. Or curls itself onto a knot and the tail comes through. And then, nice. Yeah. 
And that was all I got for today. Cool. All right. Um, uh, this has been Hey Brew, Brew, episode 48. Uh, we'll see you next time. This has been time. an episode about how snakes split the bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the reason that we have such a um, diverse range of ways to die at the hands of in venomous animals in Australia is actually mm. due to the selected and limited evolutionary pool that we live in, it being an isolated island. Sure. So almost all Australian snakes are um, elapids. For example, oh, go on. A, a type of snake, uh-huh. um, separate to things like viperi, uh, viperi, I think they're called, which are like the vipers family. Okay, um, they're all elapids, which would have evolved from a single venomous ancestor. Okay, so sure. the isolated yeah. nature of that means that that's why we have them. Yeah, not one single granddaddy snake who's just pumping out snake. Yeah, but, and just, and they're all slightly different children. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, as I say, the most venomous snake, the eastern taipan or inland taipan. The most venomous spider, the funnel web spider, the most venomous jellyfish, the box jellyfish, the most venomous mollusk, the cone snail, the most venomous fish, the stonefish, and the most venomous f- mammal, the platypus, all live in Australia. That last one again? The most venomous mammal, the duckbill platypus. Now, when you say most venomous, is it like none of the other ones are venomous and it just has like a little bit? It's actually pretty, pretty hardcore venom. Um, but there aren't many venomous mammals. I don't know if there are other. Oh no, the 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 um. Oh, there's a there's a venomous shrew, which is quite venomous. This almost sounds like the thing where people tell you daddy long legs have the most powerful venom. It's not but, true. But they're not strong enough to bite you. That always just sounds like bullshit. It's like you didn't listen to the intro of the podcast. Yeah, I know. I know, but I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to equate it to stuff I'm more familiar with. No, I've heard before. That's totally fair. Um, interestingly enough, and I was thinking about this myself, the puffer fish is not venomous. Ah, fuglefish. It is poisonous. Yeah. Because you gotta eat it. Yeah. Um, don't just look at it. Eat it. Uh, so <laughs> think about American Psycho again. <laughs> Good. Um, it's a reference. Yeah. Um, so venoms, as I'm going to talk about today, they actually work in a few different ways, and they're all actually pretty interesting stuff. So, Mike, do you have a fear of spiders, snakes, fish, snails, anything like that? I wouldn't say like have a healthy disrespect for them that's kind of it like, like a healthy respect for them yeah yeah <laughs> like, like you snake yeah. <laughs> oi get fucked why do we both go australian to yellow snake i feel it feels natural um i yeah I, I i wouldn't say i have a a fear or a phobia or anything like that which is like that immediate kind of response it's more if i see one i'm staying away from it yeah. that, that not, i'm not scared of it but i'm not an idiot yeah exactly <laughs> yeah like i'm not i'm not gonna be like oi get out of here it's like no i shouldn't be here actually there's okay. snakes here. I'm in the woods or whatever. I'm in the snake pit. Yeah. Well, that would be a different situation. My ex's granddad to... used to breed snakes in a snake pit in his garden. Mm. Now cool. he has birds. In the bird pit? <laughs> <laughs> they can just get out of there. Yeah, it's actually it's an inverse bird pit. It's like um, an a earth scraper bird pit. Oh, good. Good throwback. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, so you might have a bit of a fear of them afterwards because you're going to hear about how venom works. So we have a few different types of venom. And I'm going to just kind of talk at them in general terms uh-huh. to give you a rough idea. So the most common type of venom is a thing called a neurotoxin, which you would have heard from action movies in the 80s. Oh, I love spy films. Right? Yeah. Um, so neurotoxins work in a number of diverse ways to affect the transmission of nerve signals, either through overstimulation or the blocking of signal. For example, the venom of the monocled cobra, which you find, I believe, in India. And um, in gentlemen's clubs, I assume. Yeah, you find in Indian gentlemen's clubs. Um, uh, Wearing a little top hat. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Yes, and a small curled mustache. Exactly. He's the most evil of them all. Yes. But when shocked, he drops his monocle. 
into his uh, into his martini. What you say? What like waistcoat pocket? Yeah. <laughs> um, so the monocle cobra you causes the demyelination of nerves. Now you've got a psych degree. Did you do much in terms of neurology? Uh, well, did a bit in terms of like how drugs affect the brain and things like that. Okay. Um, but uh, not enough for me to remember it right now. It's one of the the, the two things I remember from psychology. Mm. The other one is majority influence. Um, right. No, I do remember other things. Sorry, um, the education <laughs> system. Um, so myelin is a substance which is like a protein sheath around yep. nerve. Yep. Um, this is starting to ring a bell. Yeah, it's around nerve fibers and it allows for nerve impulses to be transmitted at high speed. It's kind of like a, an insulator. Sure. Um, without myelin, electrical signals actually take much can take much longer to pass through nerves and it can disrupt. Right, so it kind of suppresses the signals. Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. Um Cobra venom causes the myelin sheath to degrade, which can lead to some very nasty issues. Um, for example, imagine no longer having a regular impulse signal to tell your muscles to induce breathing, for example. Oh, fucking rad. Yeah. So these are the sort of things that neurotoxins do. They affect you by stopping your nerves from telling your body to do things that it does automatically to live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so some of these are increase, excuse me, exceedingly rapid. Um, things like the blue ring octopus can take sort of uh, a few minutes for their neurotoxins to start kicking in. Yeah, and those little shits just wash up on the beach and you can just step on them. Turns out they have to bite you, though. I didn't realize. Really? Yeah, I was quite surprised by that. I, I mean, I was always just, oh, it's a I blue ring. I'm just going to fucking... I've never seen one. They are oh, no, beautiful. Sorry, I'm thinking of a blue, blue bottle. Blue bottle. Which are um, Portuguese man of war, aren't they? No, they're like fucking tiny. Oh, I'm thinking but, else. But they can still kind of mess you up as what I've Are those, those ones with a Japanese name? Uh, I don't know. The really small ones are like fingertip size. And they're no, like, they're oh, they'll just kill your dead. They're, they're bigger than that. Oh. Um, but no, I'm thinking of those. Uh, Blue and octopus. I don't think I've seen one of those. You get them in rock pools in Victoria. Great. They're actually just kind of everywhere in Australia. Great. Yeah. But they are very beautiful as well. Um, but yeah, comparatively, like the Taipan will take five to ten hours to kick in. Or rather to start working. Sure. Um, so Blue and octopus venom is actually a nerve blocker called tetradoxin, which is the same venom you find in puffer fish. Mm-hmm. Um most neurotoxins actually work to paralyze uh, victims by blocking receptors, um, mm-hmm. while some of them actually just destroy nerve arrays entirely, uh-huh. which is pretty intense. The mainland tiger snake, for example, venom, it's actually a combination of the two. So it's going to block oh, them and then degrade them, good. and then you die. What a shit. Yeah. My um, bullet point for that was just, yay. Um, <laughs> In brackets, sarcastic. Yeah. And I'm going to talk these uh, uh, talk about this a little bit later because I don't want to get into this one now. But I'm going to touch quite heavily on on one of these things. So I'm going to skip into the next one. Um, that was more just a bit of production notes. Don't know why I said it out loud. Yeah, that was a very long segue. Yep. Um, another type of toxin, uh, and I'm covering these sort of together, is the a hematoxin and a cytotoxin. Mm-hmm. Um, so hematoxins, um, so snake venom, sorry, often contains compounds known as hematoxins. Uh, That's that, fucking with your blood. Correct, yes. They reduce the ability, a lot of them reduce the ability of our body's blood to clot. So red blood cells Uh. can burst open, which is a wild concept, Mm. and cause very serious internal hemorrhaging. Yes. Which can lead to things like strokes, for example, Mm -hmm. um, as well as a lot of other problems. Yeah. Um, And accumulated red red blood cells can actually disrupt kidney function as well. but alternatively, some other kinds of hemotoxins cause rapid blood clotting and encourage platelets and other blood cells to clump together, causing clots and heart failure. 
Fucking sick. So like, I'm always thinking like, oh no, I've got one of these hemotoxins in me. Quick, find a different kind of snake to bite me with a one that would, <laughs> you know, just even me out. You've just got like a, a, a like set of drawers full of snakes. You're like, I need a bit of this one, yep. a bit of this one, a bit of that one, and I'm in equilibrium. <laughs> and I am and I'm dying. <laughs> oh, aren't we all? Um, a lot of snake venom also contains enzymes which speed up the breakdown of bonds between large molecules which aid in digestion for when the snake eats things. So they, you know, pump mm. it into the body um, and as these molecules break down, they find it easier for them to break it down when they go into digestion mode. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Mm. Um, so other enzymes um, that they pump in lower blood pressure and inhibit muscle control. So stop be, uh, their prey being able to move either fast or effectively mm-hmm. um, and then finally they can inject something called a polypeptide which is a chain of amino acids which causes rapid onset necrosis which is a kind of cell death rad yeah um, so if you ever want to be disgusted folks you can jump on google and type in brown recluse bite so the brown recluse is a kind of spider you find in the north of the US mm. and uh, their spider bites often um, called rapid onset necrosis as well. It's basically cell death, and it's like having mad gangrene. Um, yeah, cool. I'm not going to do that. It's pretty disgusting. You actually looked at it? Oh, this is something I looked at years ago. Yeah, yeah this okay. is back in the day. Um, so some tissues with polypeptides in, uh, injecting them uh, experience liquefi- liquefaction necrosis. Liquefaction? Is that, yes. the, is that the right word? Yep. Because that means something in geology is where sand is brought up through the ground essentially from from uh, below um so there's like liquefaction i thought so but then apparently not yeah i mean maybe but I, yeah. liquefaction was what it said okay i don't know okay um but liquefaction necrosis which means the cells turn to liquid mm. um which is pretty disgusting yeah um but that uh, these sort of cytotoxins really sort of focus on the um the i believe cyto is um, might be kidneys or, or it's like CYTO. Yeah, right? yeah. Like musculature. I forget exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I've seen it before as yeah. as a as a word. <laughs> um, then then you have toxins which um, or rather you have a toxin which I think is really interesting, which actually focuses on the heart musculature. Um, so the box jellyfish venom mm-hmm. is known as the most deadly on earth, and um, so the box jellyfish has a load of um tiny lances on its tentacles. Um, and, and by lances, you mean? Um, well, they the, use those little, little stabby bits. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, and they use those to inject quote millions of venom venom filled sacs called uh, um, namtocysts. Oh, I hate this yes. already. Uh, and once in the body, the toxins have the ability to specifically target the heart, and from there, they punch holes in the outer membrane of the heart, which causes the heart structure um, to disintegrate and results in a lack of strong coordination between the muscles involved to make the heart beat. Are these fucking nanomachines? What Pretty is much, this? yeah. Uh, d- jellyfish stuff is mad. I was reading it and I was just like, this shit is wild. Yeah. I'm I, never going in the ocean again. I don't go in the ocean in Australia because I'm like, no, I'm yeah. just going to die. Yeah. Wait, just you wait because I'm going to get into why you shouldn't actually go in the ocean. Oh, cool. Because I already have plenty of reasons. Good. Um, so I'm just going to quickly cover mitotoxicity. So um, some snake venoms cause muscle deterioration. 
Um, typically, the snake causes uh, the venom causes muscles membranes to dissolve. Oh, so more than just not going to the gym for a few months. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, it's more like being in ISO for a year. Um, no. Uh, no, that's too relevant. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so this can cause myoglobin, um, a muscle protein, to leak into the urine of an individual, causing kidney damage. Oh, Jesus. Um, and it can also leak potassium into the bloodstream, which can cause fatal changes to your heart rhythm. Huh. Um, interestingly, I believe that one with myoglobin leaking into the kidney, uh, into the urine and causing kidney damage was the thing that happened to House on the TV show House. I never watched enough of that show for that to come up for me. Um, but sure. I've become obsessed with this doctor. Are you sure on... it wasn't just lupus? Mm, it's always lupus No, it's on not lupus. Um, <laughs> no, I've become obsessed with this doctor online who watches doctor shows and reviews them for doctoring sake yeah i've i've seen that or something like it show up on my youtube recommendation is he a very handsome man i think so yes um he then got caught um partying on a boat during covid without a mask so he well had to fuck eat. him yeah he had to eat his own words for a while and i couldn't watch him for a bit yeah i wasn't very happy about it no um but that aside speaking of boats let's talk about why you'll never go in the ocean cool how much do you know about cone snails? I don't know if I've ever heard of them. They are a... I don't, I don't know much about snails in general, but I've heard of snails. Um, they're kind of almost nothing like that. Oh, um, cool. So they are uh, an aquatic, carnivorous, highly, extremely venomous mollusk. Um, the mm. most venomous animal on earth is the cone snail. So... Huh. There are wait. So what? What distinction did the box jellyfish have again? I, I think I think that's that's the most venomous, like in terms of the the effect on humans. I think it oh, is. So, so like, or maybe it's the other way around. One of them is the most venomous, like the amount of venom it pumps out, or the most one's got the most of it. deadly effect. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. So so actually, this is something I probably should cover very quickly. When it comes to um, toxicity there's a thing called an ld50 lethal dose yes yeah so um every, every drug i think has an ld50 correct yeah so um for those listening at home the ld50 is basically the idea that if you gave test subjects this drug how many milligrams per kilo would it take for 50 percent of test subjects to die right okay um so for example with i don't know some um some poisons like um What's the one they always have in spy movies? Um, uh, I don't... Fuck. Um, rice, I know Ricin. Right, Ricin's an incredibly dead one, for example. Yeah. So you'd need minuscule amounts, like very small number of milligrams per mm -hmm. kilo of body weight. So if you're 100 kilos and it's 2.5 milligrams per kilo, then it's not... All, or 25 milligrams per kilo, it's like a shot of it will kill you in your right, body. Right, right, um, So... The LD50, for example, of uh, marijuana, I remember reading this at university, they basically said that it's so non-toxic that it would be hard to tell, but their best bet was that you would have to eat four kilos of it in, in 30 minutes. Right. This, this was like people that complained about the Tim Tams I brought out with alcohol, like liqueur in them. And yes. they like, you would have to eat multiple times your body weight in these biscuits to have any effect from the alcohol. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, LD50, lethal dose 50. So I would, I think it's the, the venom in the cone snails is a very very low ld50 but so just, you need they, a very tiny amount they just hit you with a lot of it 
Uh, no, so you'd need a very tiny amount to cause death, but they're actually also quite small. Oh, no, I get you. I get you. Cool. Um, yep. Whereas with the box jellyfish, pumps out a fuckload. Yeah, so, so it could, it could it's have a more small... likely to kill you because you're getting quite a bit of it. Yeah. Because okay. they will just, with one sting, they put millions of these yeah. sacks in there. Yeah. It's that way around or the other way around, whatever. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, look. Pub stories. Pub stories, yeah. yeah. I've had a few. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So as, as I said, they're, they're, they're a predatory, highly venomous sea mollusk. Um, they are found pretty much everywhere with warm waters, especially Australia. Oh. Um, mostly sort of tropical waters, but um, also sort of around the Mediterranean and stuff as well. Oh. Um, cone snail shells are really, or at least definitely were, really well sought after collector's items as they've got pretty pretty cool patterns on them. They're really okay. aesthetically pleasing shells. They're mm-hmm. very beautiful. Um, generally, they eat marine worms, small fish, other mollusks, and even other cone snails. Um, they're pretty, pretty, um, pretty okay shit. with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, by the way, I may use the word cone snails or cone shells in, interchangeably. They're kind of same thing. Right. It's just different names for yeah, it. Yeah. Um, there are loads of different versions of them. I'll cover a couple of them on this. Mm-hmm. So due to their slow moving nature, they use a venomous harpoon to hunt with. Um, what? So it's a kind of hollow barbed tooth, which sits in the snail's throat. Um, what? And they fire it out. <laughs> yeah, they fire it out using muscular contraction, which then hits and paralyzes their prey. And then when the prey is subdued, they reel it back in and eat the prey and then um, barf out. I can't remember the exact word. That's really not very good English. They uh, discharge yes. um, any things they don't need, like fins and spines. So this motherfucker is out here like Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. You are bang on. Fuck. It's like, get over here, but underwater. So it's like... Yeah, cool. You just ruined how cool that sounded. <laughs> Come on, man. There's a more common movie coming out. Apparently, the trailer looks really good. Okay. Anyway. Um, so the venom of a cone snail can vary quite wildly between individual species, but essentially it's made up of a hundred different compounds. Sorry, excuse me. Hundreds of different compounds um, which target specific nerve channels or receptors. Uh, so Fuck. one of the fish-eating species, the geography cone, or conus geographus, mm-hmm. um, is also known colloquially as the cigarette snail, which <laughs> is a bit of gallows humor because they say that um, essentially when you're um, stung by the cigarette, uh, excuse me, stung by this creature, you have time to smoke a cigarette before you die. Wow. Like a whole cigarette or just to light it? I mean, you'd have to get out of the ocean probably, so you'd have to wait to dry out a little bit before you got a chance to light it. So yeah. probably only a few puffs. Yeah. Um, so geography cones and tulip cones are known to secrete a type of... This one actually blew my mind. They secrete a type of insulin cloud, which they um, wait for fish shoals to go by. Mm. Um, and because fish shoals are incredibly agile and fast, and mm. so these things are very slow, what they do is they suddenly squirt this cloud of insulin out into the water um, and it these fish absorb it through their gills mm. it causes hypoglycemic shock immediately in the fish oh my god paralyzes them and then they fire out like a false mouth which is like something out of alien I, I love the phrase false mouth yeah right <laughs> it fires out a false mouth which blow inflates like a balloon like absorbs the fish and then pulls it back in oh for digestion oh no and the my favorite bit about it is this how big are these things like 
the, like, the length of your finger is yeah. about how long you've just yeah I, I don't know why it audio format yeah um yeah not very no um my favorite bit about it is this insulin cloud is is called a nirvana cabal oh what it's the coolest name ever fuck it's like got hit by that nirvana cabal like so, yeah it sounds like the name of a designer drug variety or something yeah or just the fucking like saddest black metal band of all time <laughs> yeah like, i'm into that yeah they just play slightly heavier versions of nirvana songs yeah but like slower and more yeah it's like yeah a, no a doom metal band yeah yeah, yeah. i'm thinking like corpse paint but they didn't even enjoy putting it on no um so some symptoms of a more serious cone snail sting include uh, intense localized pain swelling numbness uh, tingling and vomiting symptoms can start immediately or be delayed for days oh no severe cases involve muscle paralysis changes in vision respiratory failure death <laughs> um the appeal of a cone snail's venom um for creating pharmaceutical drugs um huh or rather actually let me rephrase that there is there is an appeal yeah of venom for creating pharmaceutical drugs and that's because of the precision and speed at which the various components act. Sure. Okay. So many of the compounds in the venom target particular class of receptor mm-hmm. to the exclusion of any other, which is an insanely yeah. specific thing for a drug to be able to do. Yeah. Like usually we're talking the, like genetic medicines going that way. Yeah. That's the thing. Like usually, and you know, it's topical, like the way vaccines tend to work or some types of vaccines is they're using a virus from an animal that we are we are never going to mm-hmm. experience the effects of. So it's essentially inert within our systems. But they're just inserting genetic trash into us so that it will carry the vaccine in. Yeah. Whereas this, it's kind of the opposite. It knows it exactly where it's headed. Yes. It's fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, so this means that in isolation, they can reliably and quickly produce a particular effect on the body's systems without any side effects. So, for example... Huh. Um, you can almost instantly reduce heart rate or turn off signaling of a single class of nerve, such as pain receptors. Oh. Imagine being it to instantly reduce pain or yeah. instantly turn off a heart. Yeah. Um, so zinc, uh, zyconotide, a pain reliever 1,000 times as powerful as morphine, was initially isolated from the venom of the magician cone snail, Conus Magus. <laughs> it is. I can't get past that name. Great name, eh? The magician cone snail? Yeah. Um, that sounds like some really lazy stoner has given themselves a nickname. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I'd hang out with that guy for a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a thousand times as powerful as morphine and not addictive. And it's not being used anywhere. I don't know what the situation with Zyconotide uh, is. I should look into it a little bit more, mm. but, um, yeah, like that, that, that basically said that the possibilities for cone snail, Venoms are really huge, and there's a load of research going yeah, into it now. But I imagine it's uh, tricky to harvest. Um, it's not so much anymore because it's not the like just Victorian era. It. Well, they can just breed cone snails. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, it's not like, but but this is the thing: is that they they're very small, mm. and they'll just hide in tidal regions. Under the yeah. under the floor, yeah, and it's not usually them like attacking people or divers or anything. But it's more like people being like, "Oh, nice, nice cone, nice um, shell, pick yeah. it up," and then they get attacked, or gotcha. they step on it and they get attacked. Yep, and then they die. 
Yes. Although they reckon that only about 30 deaths have been attributed to cone snails. Huh. But they said that that's attributed. And yeah. it's probably You're quite also saying a like lot more. Symptoms might not show up for a few days. Yeah. And then it might just look like a stroke. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be mad. Yeah. But here we are. Um, but that is pretty much my uh, TED Talk on Venom. Great. I'm never going in the ocean. Don't go anywhere, man. Uh, the spiders, the snakes. Yeah, you're right. I mean, actually. the only thing we're lacking is a venomous bird. And um, the platypus is kind of close. I mean, you could throw a platypus, I guess. <laughs> I meant in that it's got a bill. <laughs> it's somewhat airborne. <laughs> you could throw a cone snail. Like, like a tiny grenade. Yeah, but that feels way more vindictive after what I've just heard. Well, throwing a platypus is fine. In terms of how likely you are to kill someone? Oh, I thought you meant to the platypus. I was no, like, no, no, no. This I'm, really I'm, mean. I'm thinking about using them as a weapon. Oh, yeah. No, well, I'm, you're trying to kill someone. I don't think vindictiveness can come into it. Yeah, what am I saying? I don't <laughs> so know. I wanted to kill him, but not that way. That, yeah. that felt mean. Yeah, that feels too much. I don't want to kill him too much. Yeah. I just want to maybe ruin his credit rating before he dies. <laughs> um, Sign uh, him up for some weird websites. Exactly. <laughs> um, but that's me on Venom. And this is us on Venom. Wait. Hey. So I do have a couple of outro things. Oh, of course you do. Of course I do. Um, so one of which is a little bit of information, and then one of which is uh, a recommendation. Um, so The ocean is full of shits. Don't go in it. That. <laughs> but it's more of a recommendation of a thing you should go check out at some oh. point. Um, so the first thing is this. So... Centuries ago, um, it was thought that snakes caused their deadly effects because of, quote, a mortal poison that lurked in the bile, um, which is a great name, mortal poison. The snake's bile? Yeah. Okay. Um, It wasn't until the 17th century that an Italian doctor named Francesco Ridi uh, effectively located the poison as being in the yellow liquid from the glands attached to the two front teeth of the venomous snakes. Hmm. Now, I also read quite a bit about different kinds of snakes and the different kinds of fangs they have and stuff. That was really Mm. interesting and Mm. quite fun. it's a great thing about Hebrew. You learn things you didn't even know you were going to learn. Yeah. Not you guys, but me. Yeah. Um, oh, no, yeah. We're, we've I, didn't, I didn't share any of it with you. Um, <laughs> so shortly afterwards, an English physician, Richard Mead, went one step further and personally drank uh, viper venom without ill effect just to prove that it would need to be injected in the body to cause harm. Wow. Which is, you've got to be sure of your hypothesis. Yeah. You've got to be real yeah, confident. That's like, have you seen the guy that... I forget his name, but there's, there's this guy and he's got all these YouTube videos where he's like subjecting himself to the various forms of pain. So Mike, my second recommendation yeah. is that you go out and check yeah. out Coyote Peterson. That's the guy. Who is amazing. Yeah, it's a fucking madman. He is a madman, but also it's all for kids TV. So you might yeah. notice he never swears in it or anything. Oh, yeah. Even though he gets like bitten by fire ants. Fire and ants, shit. healer monsters, a tarantula hawk, yeah. which basically just like knocks him on the floor. Yeah. And it's just like, it paralyzes him with pain. Yeah. Well, none of these things are deadly, obviously, because that would be mental. Yeah. But he, he essentially does with incredibly, not deadly, but like incredibly dangerous creatures, what we try to do with beer, which is he'll get, he'll get, he'll get affected by it and then try to explain it at a children's understanding level while still experiencing the effects of it. He's, he's genuinely amazing. Oh, like, he's man. a madman. Yeah. In, in the vein of, of um, Steve Irwin. Yeah. But, like, he goes out and gets attacked by them. So, yeah, check out um, a series called Brave Wilderness with Coyote Peterson. He, he seems also 
genuinely really nice like the amount of things he gets yeah. stung by and you can tell in his head he's like i'm gonna stamp on this little fucker yeah <laughs> even though he subjects himself to it but like good god so what he does is he picks them up with like a pair of forceps and basically just like jabs them into his arm until yeah. they get pissed off yeah and my god i'm gonna watch some of it tonight because it is fascinating yeah. viewing yeah but like the, so the tarantula hawks thing i've read things about this before i watched it and it's basically like what can you do for a tarantula hawks thing is like nothing you can lie there and scream because that's all you can do yeah like great that sounds awful but mm. cody peterson uh brave wilderness go watch some of his stuff it is brilliant yeah i mean it's mental yeah but it's brilliant yeah man i think the last time i watched it was like one one of the like big scary ants that they tell you like it feels like your skin's on fire when it bites you and he's just like holding its head up to his arm waiting for it to just have a nip and then it does and then he's just like rolling on the floor yeah and i'm always really impressed that like they managed to put it back in the jar yeah like and not just be like fuck this yeah (laughs) i've never seen ant fly like a cone shell (laughs) um exactly so that's that's me on venom mike Mm. what's the worst thing you've ever been stung or bitten by uh honestly i've been pretty fortunate and not been i've I've not really had either mm. um i don't know maybe been bitten by a dog or something like that but like <laughs> it's not really what i expected but okay. no but like i been bit my dog before but like i've never had a bee sting yeah right. uh I've, I've i just generally avoid shit that could affect me like that so I, i'm the same i just think i'm a fairly cautious person yeah. i've been stung by a wasp once um i've had i've had a mosquito and insect bites and stuff uh, that i've been yeah, like sure no but i've been like I've got scars like five years, six years oh, okay. later, and I'm like, whatever that was wasn't good. Yeah, like I've had mosquito bites and little things like that, but I I wouldn't even count those. No, no, no. Given the context of this episode, no, no, it's, it's more just like the things where I'm like, hmm, that wasn't just a normal mosquito. Whatever yeah. happened there was yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm touch wood, been fairly lucky mm. even here in Australia. I've never had seen a live snake. I saw my first snake in the wild this weekend, and it was dead. Mm. Um, well like all the river trails around Northcote here where I live they've got signs up that say like look out for snakes between I think it's October and March mm. I think I've maybe seen one and it was the size of, size of like a pencil and it was just like getting off the walking trail yeah they, they don't they don't like us they don't want to be no, around us no. so totally fair like as long as you don't try to bother them they're not going to bother you yeah. and that's how I live my life mm. is I don't seek them out nor do I try to bug them when I do see them. And this just applies to everything from snakes to bogans. Or just people, I guess. Yeah. Like, don't I bother, don't seek them out. Don't bother them unless they bother you. I don't know. Something like that. Mike's Mike's very much like... Um, <laughs> Where are you going with I was going to say, like, Jack, John Wick in that respect. It's like, he's yeah. just living his quiet life until someone bothers him and then... <laughs> ballistic. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I've been I've been quite lucky as well. Yeah. I'll be honest, that, that didn't make for a great close from either of us. Like, what's the worst thing you've been bitten by? It's like a, a dog. Uh, uh, like, yeah, uh, yeah, same. I don't know. Yeah. So this has been... Uh, hey, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, um, send us things on our socials to tell us what you've been bitten by, especially Ooh. if you've got some cool pictures. Ooh. I'll stand oh. by. Uh, I want to see them. Um, that is on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Hey Brew Podcast. So that's all the socials that you normally go to except for TikTok at Hey Brew Podcast. Tell us the things that you've been attacked by. Yeah, I feel like given that you have just asked people for pictures, the email might be an easier way to send those in. Also good. Yeah, which is hello at heybrew.zone. We sound so professional. I know, right? I'm um, glad to draw attention to it. Yes, please talk more about the segue. I 
just opportunistically grabbed. Mike, well done, mate. Thank you. Yep, uh, I'll be accepting my award later. Um, you want a segue? <laughs> oh, I don't want one. Mm-hmm. They're so slow. Did I ever tell you about? They're not making them you now. No, did I ever tell you about um, the security? on the cam- the university campus I went to. They like, segue. Yeah, so all of Very all, American. All of the campus security. Sorry, did you go to Paul Blart Mall Cop University? No, this is uh, Canberra University in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, at some point, a bunch of the campus security started like getting around on segways just around the campus. Um, and then all of a sudden, they all started wearing helmets. And then I found out why that was. Because one of them had stacked it. Yeah, so there were these bollards around certain parts of the university. And one of them had thought it was wide enough for a segway to go through. <laughs> Turned out it was <laughs> What you couldn't see is not only were they wearing helmets, they were also all wearing boxes. Yeah, but the thing is, like, if you've seen a Segway, the base is quite wide because that's where the wheels are mm. and where you stand, but the, the bit in the middle is just a stick with a bit to yeah. hold on the top. So that could just rotate straight through the middle of the bollards and you're going over the front of it. What a fanny. Yeah. Great stuff. <laughs> um, no, I do not want a Segway. Thank you. Um, you've been on one. No. They look like a laugh. I wouldn't want to buy one. They do. I think I'd want to I think they made ones at one point that had like big knobbly off-road tires and they were slightly faster. You can do or you used to have to do uh wine tours on them. Um that sounds like a bad idea. I don't know. Well because they're into, like all of their motion is gyroscopic, right? Yeah, so if you, you lean, lean forward it. it goes forward. Yeah. Imagine when you're drunk you're more likely to fall. And to be honest, I don't think you're doing like nine glasses of wine on them. I think it's more like you that have sounds like a tasting, challenge. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess what I'm saying is let's go. Yes. Um, not only could they email us, they could also go on the website. What's that? Uh, that's, that was poorly segued. That's ah. Yeah. That's, that's got links to uh, everything that we've just mentioned. Uh, also no, it hasn't. Yes, it does. Segways, wine tours. No, I, I, <laughs> was, I was thinking earlier when we talked about <laughs> social media and the email. Um, I wasn't just being pedantic. I was really confused for a second. Yeah. There. I was like, we didn't put any of that up. Yeah, we've, we've got some new affiliate links I didn't tell you about. Um, <laughs> Show notes. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, yeah, also links to podcast platforms are plenty where you can find us. Not all of them, uh, mostly because I'm lazy, but all of the big ones are on there, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to look. And if, you, and if you listen to it, if it's on any of those things, do us a favor, leave us a review, maybe some stars, maybe some words. We yeah. really appreciate it. Yes, please. And by some stars, I mean five. That's a very minimum. That's the right the right number. Mm. The right number is five. Yeah. Five stars. This is out of ten, and then I don't know what platform you're listening yeah, to. Yeah, we're not going to tell you how to rate it, but we think it's a five-star show. Anyway. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> do, do I? <laughs> I have a good time. Yeah. I, I, I have fun making it. Yes. Um, otherwise, send us some shit. Tell us some shit. I, I have to be honest, I... I We've covered all the things, and I'm yeah. trying to remember if we hadn't. No, that's um, it. Okay, we well, can, in that we case, be done with this. I'm going to go and um, get some anti-venom for this beer, which will be a nice glass of water and yeah. some food. I'm going to inject some other things into my veins. <laughs> <laughs> this has just reminded me of the one, one last thing, which yes. I was telling you about the Nirvana Cabal earlier. Ah, yes. Um, it said... Nirvana Kebab. Yeah, well, no, it said, oh, I had a really good kebab on Friday night, like incredible in Mansfield. Um, it said, this means that cone snails are one of only two species that use insulin as a weapon. And I was like, are we the other one? What are we doing? Like, who's weaponizing insulin apart from, you know, the American medical sort of um, mm. industry? That's more of an economic weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I just don't know what we're up to. It's just kind of fucked. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not sure I want to look into that. This has been depressing. Yeah. Uh, I've been 
Uh, and it's also been Hebrew. Uh, I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. Cheers. Cheers. Don't go in the ocean. God's sake, respect the sea. Yes. <laughs>